You said to me, left us. Yeah, so Anthony Hopkins has like a demonic uh, uh, hand puppet or ventriloquist dummy that like attacks him and it's due to magic. Should I watch it? No. Okay. It's one of those movies where you're just like... Is it on YouTube? I don't know. It's, it, if you have like a streaming service, like I have a fire stick and I just, I say the for movie. Our show. I meant for our, your show, I'm guessing. Oh, I meant for oh yo, you're the guest. Yeah, I do musical numbers. Miss Mary? That's what Gabo is saying right now. Mary, Mary, I need your Frank said, I don't know this song. Frank said, That's my wife. And he said, You married Mary? Why are you bugging? You married Mary. Why are you bugging? Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to learn this song. You got to learn this song. How could I have missed it? What, a guitar? No. <laughs> tell her, tell him already. Why didn't you tell him long ago? You know, this is like the pre-code movie. It's like, you're married? Disgusting. You know, you, got, you said had... he would eat squab because that's what he's having for dinner with her. And she's saying, I can't go with you. And he's like, but it's squab. Oh, really? Squab? Where else am I going to find a pigeon in New York City? Can you believe that's delicacy, right? Sure, why not? Squab? Seriously? God brought it on Earth to get it shot down. That's why God brought it on Earth. Thanks, God. Thank I'm you. I'm saying that in my prayers tonight. He's been eating lobster, squab, and he complained about the truffles. <laughs> There's no double thinking in, in the 20s, you know? Now like he's not laughing. That boy, Frank. It means nothing, Marie. Yes. Frank, Mary, Mary. We're married. But you're bugging. Are you bugging? I'm sorry. So he's saying, like, so the last few years you've been having sex after you were married? <laughs> that is so avant garde. Yeah, Did you use a sheep? <laughs> Otto. This is still playing with his legs. Yeah, so right. An Otto and George Memorial at um, a stress factory in New Brunswick. And there was um, lots of names there, you know? You never, you have heard of Otto and George. Or... Yeah, I have heard of Otto and George. I, I didn't realize he passed away. Yeah. He was never on the big screen or TV or something. He was just a stand-up, but he would, he was so filthy dirty. And it was, the puppet would just say disgusting, dirty things and racist things. Really, really inappropriate. And, and George would drink, he would drink. Oh, while he was performing? Yes. Yeah. So it was like uh, Mel Gibson and the Beaver, right? He had like a hand puppet that would express his feelings. <laughs> no, George was totally fake. Uh, he, right now, is he? Uh, is he? Who's he talking to right now? Is he talking to Otto? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now he's gonna get really pissed. Sorry for Gabo. Sorry for me. Now we have a touching scene in which Frank is jealous and he's rewarded. I don't get this show. Like, uh, we've been sitting in this audience. If they're able to have a breakup, a revelation right. like this, this right. that means What's that... What's going on on stage right now? No, they're, but we're in the audience watching, what, 40 minutes of people dancing while this is going on? Yeah. We're in the money. Oh, they were in the money again. Okay, I don't have another example. Well, we're in the, no, no, I'm saying as an audience member, we'll be like, oh, God, we're there. in the money again. That was My actually, home is funny. Oh, that old line. You know, oh, right. I remember that from Bob Hope. Bob Hope's not funny. We're, <laughs> we got the money. Uh, that was from the blockbuster, what was it? 
the gold diggers are 33. So that was after this. It was about um, mistresses and the gold no, diggers. Gold diggers. No, it was a musical review by Bugsy Berkeley, and it was huh. like set pieces. I would see it if you have a chance to see it. It's it's uh, the camera moves overhead. It's not just the view from the audience. Okay. It says like movie shit to a theater choreography. So it, it looks really cool. I'll have to not check it out. What's it but called? It, the Gold Diggers of 33. Okay. <laughs> Now she's, we're having a touching moment between husband and wife. During the middle of a show. Yeah. Hey, this is why. Why are you bugging, girl? I can't believe, like, I would be so frantic as a producer of the show. I'd be like, can you just leave that at home and focus on the show right now? Yep. There's an audience there. Do you just, like. Call Frank. Curry call, Frank, you're up next. Listen, I, I don't George is going long, so you, so you can get over. Come on. I'm staying for the finale. Oh, really? I'll Aren't you a performer? Song. Look how huh. big backstage is. Four huh. seconds huh. until huh. you suck. Now he's going to make the audience wait. He's not going on. They can't have a finale without me. No, you don't want to. If you're not dancing and there's a finale, you don't, even though you perform the show, it's terrible when you have to go at the end and dance with the ensemble. The ensemble. <laughs> the assembly, the company. Reprise. On stage for the reprise. Big <laughs> opening without Gabo. Big opening without the great Gabo and two. Big opening without Gabo. Let them wait. Let them wait. Where's Gabo? Quick, get another act. Get another act. I'm going to have to learn this. I'm going to have to. You know, so Charlie McCarthy and Edgar McCarthy and Charlie, whatever. Do you, you know Edgar Bergman and Charlie? I don't, oh, look, he hits Otto. Yeah. And immediately, he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's real apologetic. Yeah, Otto goes evil. Look how far. No, see. He doesn't Chucky at all. Waiting for the killing. I was like. Yeah. Like, Chucky would kill everybody at this point. <laughs> <laughs> look how his eye is missing or sunken or something. Suck it, fucked. Oh, come on, guys. Big, big finale. Finale. Be closer without Gabo. Everybody. Everybody but Gabo. Very wow. contrary. Look at this. Look at this acting wow. in the special effects. Yeah. Thomas Edison. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I see it all. What great acting. Clam. Shut up, you. Let's listen. All right. Well, actually, I, it's not a good time right now. It's it's not a good time. Okay. Look at the duck, the chicken duck. Everything, every part of vaudeville. There's Betty Boop again. That's Babe. From Long Island. Or Maybe dancing. that's not Babe, actually. No, no. Maybe that's not Babe because... There's the spider web. Babe tells Frank to go to see the show of Gabo because he might learn something. And Frank will, <clears throat> not Frank, the guy who's neighbor, neighbor reluctantly agrees. And the last scene of our film will be them about them talking shit about Gabo. All right, everyone's on. Remember those outfits? Yes. And they are again. Now... Gabo will come out and ruin everything. He'll start ranting at everyone to shut up. Watch. <laughs> He'll yell at the audience. Oh, cool. So this is where the story and the show collide. Here come Frank and here comes Mary. It's just... 
they spent a lot of time to make sure the set piece connect with the plot that the couple were the center of the of the spider web yeah we didn't cheaply just record some musical thing and throw it up there it really yeah. is the film and it haunts them at the end that's that was kind of cool they show like theater scenes and using special effects look at his girly hat <coughs> get out oh, of my way drama. i am gabo <coughs> i read about this in variety Gabo, Gabo loses shit. Gabo loses his shit on stage. But the thing is, what does Gabo really think he's going to do? Make everyone shut up and say, oh, excuse me, Gabo. Sorry. You're right. You can't it's... have a finale without me. He's telling the audience. Right. I don't know. I'm confused, Carl. We spent 30 bucks on this show. Nope. For tickets. Help. Run away. Why won't they leave? Here. Take off that silly hat. <laughs> Look at his dumb pharaoh costume. That's like no, he's a spider. That, didn't we see that Prince Arab Prince film going back? Oh, long Son long. of Sheik. Son of Sheik. Yeah, it was really good. Son of Sheik. Yeah. Look, he's got a sword out. I know. I guess we, we've seen that sword all movie. Yeah. Okay, guys, nothing to see here. Yeah, la la la. Shit, let's go on. Hi, a flapper. I'm a flapper. From Long Island. He is. Betty Boop was clearly from Long Island, and so was Meowith. <laughs> Who's Meowith? From from Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Meowth feels like from you. Can, I'd have a beer with Meowth. Yeah. Would. And his buddy Meowth, too. You ever secretly root for Team Rocket when you saw Oh, all the time. Pokemon? I thought the yeah. show, I used to say, like, I got to go home from after school. <laughs> after school. 20 years ago, I have to go home from work. I got to check out Team Rocket. And they go, like, Don't you mean Pokemon? I go, Fuck Pokemon. Fuck Pokemon. Oh. oh, every time they were blasting away again. I hated that. Poor guys. They got. So, when the Pokemon was on American TV, right? Don't they sound like they're they sound like Snagglepuss? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Jesse was hot. Yeah, it was it's a Team Rocket outfit. Okay, nothing to see here. Save the world from humiliation. What was it? Oh, the, yeah, they had the every episode they had like a little chant. Go to your dressing rooms. They're six miles apart. To unite all peoples across our nation. So now Gabo is fired. Clean out your, it took him six weeks to clean out his uh, dressing room. Look how he's holding Otto. I know, it's dehumanizing. Well, he's not human. Uh oh, he's going to jerk off. Oh, no, no, maybe later. Oh, Frank, Frank, Gabo's leaving. Frank, don't jerk off now. Gabo's leaving. <laughs> oh, Frank, right. not again. Frank. I got the lotion on. It's too late now. Get a towel, Frank. Gabo. Oh, he's bowing to the audience. Ever the delusional. What? Oh, is this it? Here's He just, he's crushed. Oh, mushrooms, man. You know, I microdose. I only take one mushroom. There it is. Yeah. A day? It's as big as your thigh. It takes up half the wall, but it's just one. Oh, hey, it's a neighbor. Now, Dave. yeah, this is not Patterson. This is their hotel. Wait, it is Patterson. Yep. Maybe they were not. What a crazy night. You ever see anybody act as loony? He was certainly something wrong with him. And Babes is like upset because like she told him to go learn something, like maybe meet him and say, oh, I've got a part for you or something, you know? They're totally defeated. Oh, their plans are wrecked. All he's got for a partner is a dummy, not like me. 
or he goes, you and me both. And she hits him in the stomach. You know, I was, when I was, oh, look, they're taking down the sign. Take it down the sign. And this is how we'll end. Just take down his name and he'll watch it. He'll watch them. Oh, if this was a good movie, they would keep the letters T-A-T and then remove all the other letters until E and D are left. And I'll say the end. The, the oh, rate of eat Gabo. Do you want me? To, Gabo. You eat, want me to eat Gabo? You want me to eat? Ga- yes, Otto. Eat Ooh, Gabo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh no. Can I get my letters? Look how clean the street is. Man, my letters. Look, he doesn't go under the ladder. That's right. He has superstition. Still has it. Oh, wow, two guys on one ladder. How many Povolocks does it take? She end. All right, she end. I guess the joke she will have to wait. Is that like Indian, you know, yoga and chi and Hinduism? Maybe, maybe it's one word. It's Chen. Oh, it's, she it's uh, She Gravar. It's She, she Andi. She Andi. All Carl, right. wow. Yeah. I want to thank you, man. That was really cool, informative stuff, and uh, great research. And you've seen this movie a bunch of times. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, what did you think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? What did I think did of you, the movie? Yeah, what okay. did I think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? I don't know. I. I, I don't know. <laughs> but like, like. You're watching it and everything, but then the musical number, you feel a little ripped off. And then at the end, he doesn't like, he just, his own, he eats himself. He wrecks himself. I don't know. I don't know. Was it a positive vibe? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I guess I liked it. You know, when there's good talking movies, uh, I'm always interested and the sound is what I like. That weird crisp sound. Or flatness, but it was yeah. a good performance. It was a, a decent story. It was creepy, and uh, it was an interesting view. But honestly, the problem is, is that once it gets into the musical number, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a narrative going on. There's a full uh-huh. story and a love romance, and it takes place in show business. So you have to get a chance to be entertained while this drama is going on, the soap opera. Right. But. I don't, I lose track of who, am I a fly on the wall or am I really an audience member? Yeah. And if I'm an audience member, what, and I don't know the background drama, then it's a really boring show because after this <laughs> 18th, 20th number like that, and they're all great dancers, it's just like the same old, the well, same I old thing. If we were from 1929, we were being wowed. It's what we expect to yeah, see. Yeah, because it's costumes, it's spectacle, yeah. it's the bombastic orchestra that kind of overwhelms you. Whirling around and up the stairs and, you know. I liked it. I liked it. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Like, if I had a chance to say him as an actor, I would say, check it out. Carl, thank you so much again. Uh, It's a pleasure. And we want to give a shout out to Mutiny Radio. Check out their archives for the most recent Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that happened in October. And you can also check out live shows there on Monday and Fridays that that are streamed live. And they also do live shows around uh, the Mission District, around their home base. So you can check out Atlas Cafe or Asiento Uni Radio. That's all we need to know. And then, uh, Carl, we'll be back next week. So we'll see you guys. Bye. o'clock it's friday night you're at muniradio.fm and .sf and it's time for happy hour the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the internet streaming and everywhere else that exists with comedy happy friday yay you're all here we're all here it's four minute sets you'll hear the horn at three 
I try to do it on a punchline so that it doesn't disturb you too much, <laughs> the scary clown horn. Uh, but we're going to do those sets, and it's going to be really fun, and we're going to be each other's audience because it doesn't look like there's any people with souls in here today. But usually people come by, and they're like, oh, the comedy, what's going on? And then there's real people here sometimes, too. So, yeah, thanks for being here, though. And be nice to each other as audience. And clap your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. It's Kelly Evans. Yay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hell yeah. I decided not to go home for the holidays. Give it up for me. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Every time I'm there, I just end up missing here, you know? And so, you know, in order to get a piece of home, I sometimes have to walk outside and take a shit on the sidewalk, you know? And that's, I bring a piece with me. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't know, I'm from Texas. Uh, that's how they say it. You have to say it with a little bit of racism, you know? That's how it's, <laughs> Texas, you know? Like, you just don't really, you're not quite sure about Chinese people. You know what I mean? That's how, no offense. Um, no, it is a very racist place, though. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of. Anyway, um, I don't know if you know this about the South, but it's racist. And, uh, I mean, so much so, in fact, there are some people who think the South is going to rise again. That's like a statement they say in, in Mississippi. The South shall rise again. Like, not with those test scores, man, you know? Have you seen the science and math scores? Like, you got to be able to spell secession to do secession, I'm pretty sure. Tight. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, I, I, speaking of racism, um, I was in an Uber the other day, and the driver was like, Chinese people can't drive. And he was Korean. So that was weird, you know? I was like... Turns out white people are the only one feeling bad about racism. <laughs> we are. Other races are just living it up, you know? They're just having a great time. It's just a wild thing to say, go back to where you came from when you're also not from here, you know? This shit was weird. Um, I, uh, let's see, I used to do OxyContin. Thank you, I'm a hero. Um, yeah, I did Oxy and uh, I stopped doing it because my family was upset. And um, so, I, you know, once I kind of got off drugs, I was, like, spending a lot more time with them. You know, I actually learned something. I should have kept doing the oxy. I should have just kept doing Yeah, my family sucks. They are. It was not worth it, honestly. Um, I'd rather be an addict. Uh, all right, I'll finish on this last thing because it's long. Um, uh, my friend is about to have a baby. And uh, so he's actually going to be stay at home because his wife has a much more successful job than he does. Uh, yeah, makes him a loser. A fucking, yeah, no, he's a hero. He's a hero, way to go. It is weird when he breastfeeds, though, you know? That is awkward for everybody. Uh, I just, the thing that annoys me is we were at the baby shower, and somebody was like, uh, being a parent is the hardest job in the world. And I was like, it's not a fucking job, man. I've never got a job where it came with placenta, you know? I'm just saying, it's not, it's not, why do we keep calling it a job? I know that makes home parents feel better but it's it's way harder than any fucking job like if i had a job that made me clean shit up and show up early constantly i would flush it down the toilet you know what i mean is that too dark that was too, i knew pam would like that one all right that one was just for pam anyway i just yeah i've never cared about a job the way you should probably care about being a parent you know um also uh because ironically becoming a parent is way easier than getting any job. There's no drug test or test at all. You can just, uh, yeah, you just easily become, I never become, I never got a job because I was just too horny one time and I didn't pull out. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot. You're the CEO now, you know? That's never, never fucking happened once, man. Although it would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty tight if it worked that way. I would love to come early and then get a job for it. Um, also, the thing is, you can quit a job, you know? You can't quit, but you can quit being a coal miner, and people are very, congr they're congratulatory. They're like, hey, good for you. You know, you're retired. If you quit being a parent, all people have is questions. That is it. You're just like, think about how much more free time I have. You're like, where the fuck are your kids, man? All right, that was uh, very high energy. Thank you very much. Have fun. Uh, I'll see you later. Your kids, yay, Kelly Evans, yay, yay, Kelly Evans. Kids are gross. Uh, your next comedian, a super funny guy. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Devontre Coleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. 
fuck? Can you hear me? Why did you sit on the stool instead of one of the chairs? Like, <laughs> you just wanted to be all the way in the back. Oh, yeah. All right. Joke time. Uh, I think we should bring back slavery. Simply because I'm tired of having to clean my own apartment. I don't think black people should be the slaves. I think uh, white Uber drivers should be the slaves. Um, I say that, but I'm not racist. I, uh, I'm not racist. I, I, I know that racism is wrong. We can all agree that racism is wrong, right? Cool, yeah. But that was, a, that was low energy. I'm leaving as soon as I'm done. Ra- all racism is wrong, but it's not all bad. There are some perks to racism. Like, personally, my favorite perk is that because of racism, random white couples will never ask me to take pictures of them with their phone. Uh, yeah, racism could have stopped a lot of things. Like, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, he's been in media lately. He could have been stopped with just a sprinkle of racism because if you don't know, he killed 17 men of color, like 17 minority men. If he was just a little bit more racist, it would have only been two white men, max. Because the police care about white people. Um, y'all like video games? Make some noise if you like playing video games. Woo, this is a high-energy crowd. This is my favorite. I like video games, um, but I don't like being called a gamer. I feel like that's our N-word. It's actually way worse because no one's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. They usually use the hard R. Uh, yeah, I would prefer if people outside of the gaming community referred to us as people of games. Yeah, uh, I need to lose weight because I like big girls. And it's weird because when, when you're skinny and you date bigger women, it's like you're being adventurous and she's accomplishing something. But have you ever seen two big people on a date? It, it just looks like they both settled. I, uh... I uh, I recently found this new diet. It's called the Jurassic Diet, where you eat what you think the dinosaurs would have eaten. I don't think it's going to work, though, because I genuinely believe the dinosaurs would have enjoyed Oreos. Um, Are we a sex-positive crowd? We we believe in sex work and all that, make some noise. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we need to shed more light on the real heroes, though. Those are the sex volunteers. Because without them, we'd be miserable. Um... You all, you all believe in, like, exploring your sexuality, right? I've been exploring my sexuality lately. And the older I get, the more I realize that my sexual preferences are on the default settings. Like, uh, freaky shit actually isn't cool to me anymore. I recently got invited to my first orgy, and I don't really know how I feel about that. Because to be invited to an orgy, strangers have to think you look like you attend orgies. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to watch or join in. But uh, I'm going to find out on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to end on uh, this chug that Ian loves. Uh, so, so, like, I know that freaky shit isn't my forte because, like, dirty talk scares me. Because when you're too good at dirty talk, it becomes, like, intimidating. I was with this lady recently, and in the heat of the moment, she said to me, she said, I want you to fill me up with so much cum that it seeps out of my pores. Like, first of all, I definitely got to get tested after this. But also, like, that wasn't improvised. She practiced that in front of a mirror for, like, weeks. Also, I didn't want her to, like, be upset with me. Like, I wanted want her to stay in the zone. So the first thing I thought of, I said, and I said, yo, after fucking with a nigga like me, you're going to need a dermatologist. And, yeah, thank you. I'm Devon Trey. Coleman, yay! I understand about those practiced lines. I was, hey, I was on the bus and um, some children behind me, they were probably 15 year old guys. They, one of them said to another one, I came so hard on her chest, I knocked the wind out of her. I was like, you did not. You haven't come on anything but your own chest, you fucking child. I did not say that to the child. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna. What the fuck is up, guys? Hey. Hey, Spencer. Nice to see you, Hagrid. Anyways, uh, hey, my name is Jared. One of Pam's abortions that came to life. Yep. Uh, following in mom's footsteps. Uh, wish she acknowledged my existence. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, uh, so uh, recently, uh, I was having sex with a guy. Thank you, Josh. Uh, he forgot to pull out. Now he's CEO of my startup. Uh, I don't know. 
Just riffing off Kelly said. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you always want to see Brave, I can do more than just that. No? Okay. Anyways, you know what? I have stuff to work on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I was uh, popular in high school. Uh, I was known as that one kid that got hit by a car. I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park, and a car hit me as I was crossing the street. Yeah. You know, Spencer. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. My grandma once told me that smoking weed would put me in a hospital. I didn't think it would involve a Kia Sorento. Um, it was really hard to walk. I was in a full body cast, a wheelchair, but it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to the hottest girl I saw and just guilt tripped the shit out of her. At first it didn't work, but eventually she caved in when I reminded her about the charges I filed for hitting me in the first place. Um, uh, let's see, uh, all right, we're going to segue into porn jokes. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was brave, too? Fuck yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, okay. Uh, what was this? God, how this joke went. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. I, thanks for uh, covering me blanking out here. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I don't really, uh, uh, as a Gen Z person, I'm really grateful for all the resources the internet has provided me. Not worried, worried about any desensitization. And when I really mean resources, I mean porn. Um, um, I'm really glad I grew up with porn, you know. Uh, I was talking to uh, one of my older millennial friends, and he said that one time growing up he had no access to porn, so he just drew a picture and masturbated to it. Yeah, um, it sounds like a really insane thing to do, but I got to give the man credit. He has artistic talent that really did look like his stepmom. Uh, um, yeah, but uh, uh, I'm glad, I'm gl like I said, I'm glad I have porn because uh, I don't have to run into that same problem uh, because I, I, cause if I want to watch porn, I can just go on the internet and I can find his stepmom everywhere. Okay, maybe there's something there. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to be like... Uh, maybe there's something there. I want to be like Mr. Miyagi to my kid. Uh, I love the karate kid. Uh, I'm going to teach him to do chores until he learns a very important lesson at the end. But uh, it, this is not going to be for self-defense. It's going to be for something different. Uh, when he's finally having sex with his girlfriend, he's finally going to be you know what to do. And I don't know how the fuck that joke's going to... That joke's gonna go. I, 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 we're, I'm gonna work on that one. But you know what? Give it up for all the comics in the room. Give it up for Pam. And uh, have a good night, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Jared and he's so brave. Jared, um, are you are you brave enough to eat one of my cheese? I made these Georgian cheese breads. They have 60 milligrams of weed. Yesterday I was so high. It's just yeah. I'll get it out of the bag for you in a sec. Um, um, hold on. So yeah, you're you're brave enough. To do it. It's 60 minutes. Yeah, that's why yesterday at the bar on Dolores, Mike, I was in a supine position. I was like reclined the entire, I couldn't get up. I, everyone had to hand me the microphone because I was like, I can't do it today. I can't stand up and down. Um, all right, your next hit was, they're really strong. Just be careful. Maybe don't eat the whole thing. I don't know. 6D, 6-0. Well, he could do, good luck. It's, it tastes so good, it's kind of hard not to. Your next comedian, so lovely. Put your hands together for Ian Langland. Yo, what's up? Jared's going to eat that edible and we're not going to hear from him ever again. <laughs> you know where you're going to be? You're going to be living on Van Ness if you eat that fucking edible, bro. And not in an apartment complex. Um, all right, there he goes. Oh, shit. You just scarf it. Let him live a little bit. Jared's got, Jared needs excitement. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe you get taller, Jared. <laughs> okay, I got to tell a joke now. Okay, uh, there's a, 
um, there's a very interesting divide between my generation and my parents' generation. Um, it comes up a lot. People are always talking about it, but for me, it, 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 it's like I get in arguments with like my aunts and uncles about generational stuff like all the time. And it's like really annoying because the way I look at it, it makes sense that I don't know things from the 70s, but when I tell them about things happening now, it like blows their fucking mind. It's, it's so weird. Like I was talking to my uncle the other day, and I told him, I was like, I've actually never written a letter before. And he was like, what the fuck are you fucking talking about? He, he treated me like I was like a, in a psych ward. He thought I was insane. And then I showed him how to find Google on his phone, and he was like, whoa, Steve Jobs. Sorry we can't all be tech geniuses. I just feel like there's like a disconnect. And then he turned around, and he was like, you don't know the lead actor from Gilligan's Island, you fucking idiot? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know that, actually. It's just, I don't know, I, I, it happens to be all the fucking time. And directions are another one. I get it, you know, I do get it, like my parents' generation. Directions is everything. Direction, you, to get everywhere, you need it. Whoa! God damn, I was, I was in such a good flow, too. I'm going to blame that on Jared. Um, anyway, rewind. Um. It's your directions were like a big deal. I get it. <laughs> I need to get this out. Uh, yeah, it was, I get it. That's like that's how you did. Everything was directions. You take this, you do this, you do this. My dad, every time I go anywhere, he's like, "This is what you're gonna want to do. You're gonna want to go down 280, and once you hit the East Bend Turnpike, you're gonna take the third exit." And all I hear when he's saying that is like, <laughs> like the parents from like the fuck. Parents from Charlie Brown, you know, and they go like, wah, wah, wah. It's nothing. There's, there's no, I'm not retaining any of the information. He's saying it just like, wah, 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 wah. And, I, and then I'm like, I'm just going to put it into Google Maps. God, I wish I caught that better, but it's okay. And then I, I just feel, I also feel like when you reach the age of 65, y you should, like, lose all privileges to the Internet. I think that's that's what I think. I, I just don't, I don't know if there's anyone at that age that's doing any good on the Internet. Like, I'll post something on my Instagram, and, like, my great aunt in Foster City will, like, comment on it. She'll be like, hey, Ian, looking handsome. How's the weather out there? Things are good here in Foster City. Me and Uncle Mike just settled down in our new home. Would love to see you sometime soon. Much love to the parents. And I'm like, I didn't need to know any of that. This is Instagram, and I just posted a dick pic, so I was so stupid. Um, actually, I think that's all I wanted to do, so I'm just going to give my time back. Thank you, everybody. The very generous Ian Langlands. Yay, Ian. He has new jokes. That's exciting. Oh. <laughs> if we want to have a mustache growing contest, you guys, I am definitely going to win that one. Uh, your next comedian, I pluck mine. I don't know if you shave. Uh, I don't, I don't shave anything, it's but I pluck. Yeah, it's no, sh no shave November, right? Is that what it is? Beard out November? Oh, <laughs> amazing. Your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. I don't think I'm ever going to emotionally recover from me and being mean to me. I don't think I can handle it. Uh, I went to Dolores Park this last weekend, and I saw this magician there. The incomparable Ivan. That dude was better than... Wait, no, he was worse than... Fuck, I can't. I can't do it. So fucking dumb, because incomparable means you can't. Anywho, uh, if you listen to Kanye West, you might think that Jews run the world. Uh, but if you listen to Beyonce, you know who run the world? Girls, yeah. So if you ever meet a Jewish woman, you do what the fuck she tells you. All right, Jewish women. Uh, Jews are a lot like pineapple pizza, you know? Like, half the world hates them. No one really knows why. I, they're a bit of an acquired taste, but they're sweet enough when you get to know them. They're no pepperoni for obvious reasons. All right, this is going well. Um, I am Jewish. Uh, I keep kosher because it says to in the, in the thing. And... Um, I don't know, like, I, I keep kosher, but no one really knows if, like, that's the rule, right? Like, I feel like it would suck if I got up to heaven and God was just like, you, why didn't you have bacon? That You need that to get in. 
That's why we made it taste so good. Why didn't you do this? Okay, cool. Trying out new fucking shit. Um, you know what? Fuck this. Um, more Jewish stuff. I'm Jewish. Uh, my girlfriend's Asian, which means that when you come to visit our place, you have to take off your shoes. Uh, but you can complain about it as much as you want. You know. In fact, it's required. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Different. Devontae's giving me a look like he's trying to like stare through my chest cavity. I don't know. Do you have like laser vision or something you're working on? I feel like you're trying to shoot through here. That's fair. Sorry. But that's a rough. That's a rough draw. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. I'm dang an Asian girl. Uh, a lot of Jews and Asians date. I think it's because our parents are so similar. Like, my parents are controlling. Her parents are controlling. My parents are frugal. Her parents are frugal. My parents uh, totally ashamed of my comedy career. Her parents totally shamed in her taste in men. Um, yeah, we went, to this, uh, we went to this sushi spot the other night. And uh, on the outside of the sushi spot, there's this sign that said, We are against anti-Asian hate. But there's a hyphen between Asian and hate. So it read like, we are against being anti-Asian hate. We love Asian hate. I was like, oh my god, what a great ad campaign to take racist people's money. And I'm just like, do you hate the Asian culture and everything it stands for? Come discuss it over sushi and sake bombs. For an extra $500, you can pronounce nigiri however you want. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, I do think it's weird, like there's there's all these hate crimes against Asian people, these, these racists who are blaming Asian folks for COVID, they're going up and attacking Asian people in the street, which it's weird to me because like, how are you so racist that you blame all Asian people for COVID, yet not racist enough to assume they all know Kung Fu? You should be terrified of attacking these people, all right? You don't get to just pick and choose the stereotypes you want to believe in, like, I need to figure out an example there. Um, you know what? Fuck all of this. I'm going to do one more joke. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to go die now. Cool. Peace out. Yay! Josh Kotsky, yay! No, no. He was being metaphorical, I think. Or he was... He's, he's anti-anti-suicide. He's, he's suicide prevention anti... Anti... He's raising awareness for anti-euthanasia, anti-self-euthanasia. You're an ex-comedian. Uh, I was, uh, hey, I don't know, I don't say. He has a great show coming up this Friday, 11-11 uh, at Boozland, Emperor Norton's at 7 o'clock. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. I uh, ran out of clean pants, so that's why I'm wearing pants uh, that belongs to a giant. I waited for him to fall asleep before I stole these from him. I didn't have to wait long. Real tired. I'm fucking me in the ass. I uh, I was getting my uh, I was getting a blowjob recently, guys, and uh, and then my girlfriend got really upset at me because my dick tasted different. Thought I was cheating. I was sneaking around her back by like eating hamburgers. Turned out it was gout dick. She was like one of those horse girls. She could like sense inflammation before I came. Anyway, we broke up and um, I think it took us breaking up before I realized how much I missed uh, jacking off. I mean, it's the only way I could come sitting down, right? Yeah, I've had a lot of free time in my hands, so I've been watching a lot of TV. Uh, I just watched the new, uh, the newest season of the Game of Thrones show. Anybody here watch that? Nice. Makes me really wish I had a sister. I uh, also started watching um, my new favorite show, uh, Love on a Spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know those guys were autistic. I thought it was just a bunch of cool dudes just killing it in the dating game. I was taking notes. I was like looking back and I was like, oh, things that were cool in the show. Swords, fedoras, going to the zoo. 
Now I feel so stupid writing that down. I should have known something was up when I uh when I saw one of those guys like super into ligers, you know what I mean? And for you guys that don't know, a liger is just a big retarded lion. My uh, my friend dressed up as Kanye over Halloween. He uh, wore one of those uh White Lives Matter sweaters. Whoa! So I pull him aside, I was like, dude, that's not cool, man. All lives matter. Some people think uh, Kanye is racist, you know? Some people say he's anti-Semitic. I say he's a hero. He single-handedly ended Stop Asian Hate. What else I have here? I don't have anything else, Pam. Thank you. Dorian Trung, everyone, giving his time back to the room. Does anybody have, like, one of those flosser things, those individual flosser things in their bag? I have, anyway. That, not too thick. Um, your next comedian, what a gem, what a sparkle. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun. Thank you, thank you. I have more jokes about depression. Are you guys familiar with, are you guys, are you guys familiar with despair? You like to get familiar with despair? All right. I'm not depressed today. Thank you. Anyway, um, I've been reading the Quran um, because I left my husband in a hurry and I grabbed a book. Um, I didn't even realize what I had done until I was halfway through the third Sarah. I realized this isn't Pride and Prejudice. And then I soon learned that both Pride and Prejudice are to be avoided if you're going to live a spiritual life. At least that's what was revealed to the Prophet upon him. But um, I've noticed that uh, comedians will joke about just about everything except for Islam. And I think it's because they're afraid that if they say the wrong thing, cross the wrong line, that an angry, violent mob of white liberals will come and behead their career. But Twitter's dead now, um, and so is my ability to care. So let's just uh, keep going about it. <coughs> so I grew up in a worldly liberal suburb of Boston. I always thought from that uh, schooling that I knew a decent amount about Islam, it turns out I, uh, I didn't know shit, and neither do any of you. So let's all learn together. Now, Islam is an Abrahamic religion, meaning that Muslims worship the same all-knowing, all-powerful God as Jews and Christians. They all talk about him a little bit different. In Islam, God is merciful, whereas in Christianity, God is loving. In Judaism, God is busy. Don't bother him. Islam was established in the 600s by the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. During a time when the religious groups, this is a very long bit, I had to write it down, I'm sorry. During a time when the religious groups on the Arabian Peninsula, polytheists, Jews, Christians, were always in conflict. It may surprise you to learn that Christians today, and Christians 1,300 years ago, were exactly the same. They were just going around, knocking on doors, saying, hey, good news, Jesus is the son of God. And the polytheists were like, yeah, they, they all have kids. How do you spell Jesus? Is it with a G? Wow, thank you. Laughing. Anyway, that would upset the Christians. They'd go and upset a Jewish guy next door, and he'd have to get out of the bath. And um, he'd say, look, your friend sounds like he's very nice, but that doesn't mean he's the son of God. Also, the mezuzah says no solicitors. So that theological tension is brewing, growing, until eventually all of Arabia was reduced to pointless tribalistic fighting in the desert. It was like gays in Palm Springs, Beyonce versus Gaga. Nothing's getting accomplished. Nobody's having fun. Girl, you're dehydrated. And so through his teachings, and against all odds, the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, united the tribes under one religion. The people of the Middle East have gotten along ever since. Thank you. Now, one of the most well-known aspects of Islam is that they pray five times a day. It turns out this was not originally what God wanted. He said to the prophet, peace be upon him, like the new religion, kid, 50 times a day, and the prophet, peace be upon him, says, sure, that's great. So 
he leaves the meeting room with God and he's heading down the escalator. He runs into Moses, who was another major prophet. Hey, had to go up there with the big guy. He said, oh, he said, it, it went good. Uh, he said 50 times a day. And Moses said, kid, I know you're new to this. I've had people follow me before. You never pray sticker price. Get back there and negotiate. So Moses walks him through this cosmic negotiation, gets God down to five times a day from 50. That's the Bay Area equivalent of a beautiful hill, of a beautiful home in the Oakland Hills for $185,000. Now, God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. God created the heavens and the earth and the kittens and the puppies and the chocolates and the flowers. No one ever said God is a good businessman. Frankly, I'm amazed that he even managed to make a profit. I'm pretty sure you've all heard that joke before and knew what it was going for. Thank you so much for your time. My name is Colin. Yay, Colin Braun. Yay. Peace be upon him. Uh, is that sacrilegious if I say that about you? Your next comedian runs a great room down in the South Bay. First and third Wednesdays. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. Oh, shit. Happy Friday, folks. Happy fucking Friday. That's what's up. Um, I've been watching a new TV show. Or I've been watching a TV show lately called uh, World's Toughest Prisons. Y'all heard of it? Yeah, if you haven't, it's, uh, it's like Orange is the New Black, but with less lesbians. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I've, um, I was watching this episode in the Philippines, and I was thinking to myself, like, man, if I were locked up, I'd probably be the fucking top dog in that prison, right? Cut to a scene where a dude's getting gangbanged, and then he looks exactly like me. Uh, turns out I'd make a better bottom bitch, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, y'all know I love to gamble. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, people call it an addiction, but uh, I like to call myself a gambling enthusiast because addiction implies that I'm like, I get really desperate, you know, to get my things paid for, like really desperate to get a fix. And, you know, I'm not sucking bookies off for $50 to get a parlay paid for, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I bring my sister for. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you guys, guys. I'm, I don't have a sister, uh, especially since the last time I had to pay off the Yakuza. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's this group called Moms Against Gambling, and they're set out to make um, online gambling harder for kids to do. And I think it's kind of stupid, you know, because, like, if, my, if I ever caught my kid gambling, like... That's like the least weirdest thing on the internet, am I right, guys? Like, these women have obviously been, never been on chat roulette before, you know? Like, if my kid is putting up $50 before Thursday night football, God bless his soul. Because it teaches me to a couple of things. Uh, one, that that kid is ambitious. And two, never to lend that little motherfucker money in my life. Because I'm never going to see that shit again. Thank you. Um... My mom, uh, she's my mom is a huge gambler. I get it from her. Uh, I think she's so good at gambling because uh, she's great at mental warfare. Yeah, yeah. The, she's a bad bitch, y'all. She really is. Like I remember as a kid, uh, she would hit my brother whenever he got in trouble. Right? You know, don't look at me like that. It was the '90s. What the fuck you want me to do? And um, as she's hitting him, she turns around and looks at me and says, "Do you want next, Wally?" What the fuck gave you that idea, lady? Like, you can't be over here handing, handing out uh, buy one, get one beatdowns because you feel like it or if it's convenient to you, bro. Like, you got to chill, man. So, um, so our relationship's going really well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's gotten a lot better since uh, we started, since I started therapy. Yeah. Uh, now she calls me the daughter she's always wanted, which is really great for me. I love it. You know, it's gotten to the point where she uh, she texted me the other day asking, like, hey, you know, I'm getting rid of, the, rid of these dresses. Do you want any of them? And I was appalled, you know? I was like, dude, are you fucking serious? Send me a couple photos, man. Like, I want to check them out. I like them. Thank you. Uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of TV lately. Uh, on Netflix, one of my favorite movies, Ocean's Eleven, is on. You guys watch that? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I love the fantasy part of it all, really, like the really fake part of it where a man in his uh, 40s can call 10 other dudes to hang out. Yeah, because if you're over 30 years old, guys, you, you're going to 
you three are gonna fucking learn later on that you can call like two or three dudes up, but they're probably not gonna answer you until your dying days. Um, yeah, I'm Wally Hippolito, that's my time. Hooray, we all die alone, yay, Wally Hippolito. That was that was an interesting ending to it. Like I was like, I'll chuck it along, and I'm like, you don't have any friends. It's okay, I don't either. We're all lone wolves. Yay! We're all gonna die alone. I know I don't have ten friends. I don't have ten. I don't even. I don't, I don't even. I don't even have two. Are you kidding me? Uh, Newman Shake is not here yet. No, no. But you know who is? Dave, put your hands together. Dan Guan. Woo! I get everybody oh, you... all right cool still can't get this one thing around all right cool uh so guys like as you guys some are you I assume you guys already know I actually grew up in a suburb outside of Boston um oh yeah thank you one white guy who really, really knows his suburbs out there all right um very white town you know a very very white town to give you some perspective of how white this town was the only two gra- two famous people that graduated out of my high school was a lot was a was a hockey player for the New Jersey Devils and Bill Burr yeah, you guys ever had like a yearbook superlative called most likely to get into a bar fight? I wanted to have to sit there for a little bit. I think I've, as, as being an Asian guy that went to an all-white high school, I had to really try hard to assimilate because I had to really try everything to also blend in with Asian. I did everything, right? I started wearing my cap backwards. I started going to tailgates. I started dating Asian women. Like I did everything I could to be a white guy, and it just would not work out. Totally stand out. Speaking of which, it's also kind of weird because now I'm noticing that at, uh, eight white dudes are trying to be Asian. Almost sometimes they're taking it a little too far. Like one time I was actually having breakfast with my parents. We got into a little bit of an argument in, in the morning. And this one white guy comes over to our table and just says, son, hey, your dad is a very wise man. To which I was like, dude, do you understand Chinese? That's crazy because I couldn't understand what the fuck my dad was saying. So, uh, you know, that uh, you, can be my, you can be his son going forward, you know. You can be a son going for it. Okay, cool. That one doesn't work out. Uh, let's see. Uh, my dad runs a Chinese restaurant. Uh, I spent a lot of time growing up there. And uh, you can tell that my dad spent a lot of time at the Chinese restaurant because a lot of the uh, life lessons he did uh, were always be framed as restaurant chores. This guy was a modern-day Mr. Miyagi. Like, he would try, he basically would tell me to run the front register uh, as a way to prepare for mental math. Um, my, uh, my driver's test uh, instantly became uh, my next Chinese delivery order. Like, I don't know. That was pretty crazy to be thinking about. Okay, that one may or may not go somewhere. Uh, let's see. All right, let's, let's do this one. Uh, you guys been getting spam texts lately? You guys are getting into spam texts to your phone lately? Yeah, all the fucking time, right? Really fucking annoying. Yeah, I think it's weird that especially, like, I used to think that, like, spam text would be, like, click on this link, you know, go, go click on this, like, weird, like, virus link. Now they're getting hella creative, because now I've been getting texts saying, hey, Ben, when are we going to go golfing? Hey, dude, when are we going to talk about your real estate offer? One text literally just wrote back and said, I made cake at home. Welcome to taste it at my home. Which got me thinking, I'm like, what person will really, who is this really for? Like, who's going to fall for this shit? You know, it's like thinking about, ah, oh, fuck, they're not going to scam some money out of me. But thinking, oh, my God, you know, that one friend I don't know about, I got to try his cake at home, you know? Like, how crazy is that? This is like the modern-day, like, uh, abduction. Because instead of now you can't talk to strangers and, and, and fall for candy, now it's like, oh, shit, I can't fall for unsolicited cake. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. I, don't, I just don't think the spammers really know anything about me, right? Because all they're just thinking is that I'm just some rich white dude now with diabetes. Like, I just don't think those texts are really meant for anybody. Okay, that one might go somewhere. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um... All right, guys, uh, so some of you might know this. I also, uh, so uh, by day, I work in tech. Thank you, Pam. And uh, I think one of the weirdest things that I get is that when I tell people what I do actually for my day job, they automatically assume software engineer, uh, which is, I think, is kind of racist, right? Just because you think that as a single Asian guy living in the Bay Area, you automatically assume I'm a software engineer, right? Because uh, don't you guys know that I'm uh, too stupid to be doing that kind of thing? Like, okay, that one might not, that might not work worth out there. And uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. Actually, I think that's what I'm going to try for today. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone. Hooray. Wait, your next comedian? One of my favorite comedians. I've known him forever. And he's every Tuesday, he just murders um, up at the Milk Bar and hates debates. 
Put your hands together for Spencer Devine! Uh,